What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the I'm Getting There podcast. It's your host, Michael Booth, and today I'm back with returning guest. It is Brian Bemo Moore. He is a show producer and comic in the Bay Area. He is the second half of the Pick Your Poison comedy show, which is going to be on Zoom for probably one of the last times this week um, on the 20th at 7. So go to his Instagram to find a link for that. Uh, or go to Pick Your Poison Comedy on Instagram to find links for that. And also, coming up on the 26th, he has Brick Road Crack Ups Dinner and Comedy Show at SP2. And that lineup is amazing as well. I think he's hosting that one. So, I believe you got to call and make reservations. And that restaurant is in San Jose. Uh, so, if you're up there and you want Dinner and Comedy Show, go check that out. And then also make sure to go over to 100 BTV on Instagram. Give that a follow. That is uh, BMO Sports Channel that he runs. Also does Twitch streaming at twitch.tv slash 100 BTV. Go check that out to find out about his Twitch schedule and when he's on Twitch doing that. It's pretty cool. And I have been kind of following, you know, the evolution of that as we last talked and discussed on this podcast. Yeah, I also... <laughs> It might be this episode might have one of the best clips that I've ever gotten. <laughs> and I'm really excited to post that too. So stay tuned on the Instagram page actually. If you're not following, make sure to go follow at I'm Getting There Pod, all one word. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast, whatever platform you're listening on right now. And if you're on Apple Podcasts and you're subscribed, please also make sure to go down and give the podcast some stars and leave a review. I hope that it's five stars. But uh, all those matter and all those help. So thank you for doing that. And if you want to support the show even more, you can also donate to the podcast by clicking the tip jar link in the description. And you can do one-time donation. Or if you want to become a recurring member, there's some private content of the podcast, some solo episodes by me, and also some sets by me from before the pandemic and some stuff that I've been working on lately. I'm just kind of posting, you know, like full unedited you know, comedy sets from open mics and stuff that I've recorded. Uh, and so, yeah, if you want some extra content and you really like the show and want to support it and make it grow or help it grow, that's how you can do so. Yeah, be sure to go follow BMO and enjoy this episode. We're live. We're doing it. We're here. Like, I just, I start from the top these days. I don't fucking, I don't wait for anything. I don't like that at all, actually. Uh, (laughs) I don't either. That's why I do it because it's like, okay, uncomfortable. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I don't, I I don't like that. I want to leave right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, dude, it's, it's nice to talk to you and see you, man. Uh, like, yeah, man. How you been? We, uh, it's been a minute and, uh, you've been, a busy dude as always um <laughs> and i wanted to just kind of talk about what you've been up to lately and uh and just talk and kind of celebrate that we're doing shows again man yeah out here fucking hey man everything's kind of oh am i allowed to curse kind of coming back Can we curse yeah you're allowed to curse dude i don't give a shit okay i don't give a fucking shit dude <laughs> wow okay 
so I'm not going to be yeah. sending this one to my grandma. Cool. Um, yeah, this is not a. Yeah, I don't know. What do you want to know, man? I mean, it's it's been a weird time. I like things are kind of a blur for me. Like, what uh, what do you I you gotta what do you want to know about? What do you want to hear about? What do you, what do you, what what's going on? Well, I mean, let's start somewhere. Where do you want to start? Let's start somewhere. Okay. Um. Well, I mean, you you've still been on your on the BTV on the Twitch, the since the last time we talked. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think you kind of moved it to Twitch. I think after I don't know if it was after we before we did the recording but um yeah you kind of moved it over to twitch and it's it's been cool to see just steady content coming from because a lot of people i mean you you know this too a lot of people like something will start up like over the pandemic there was stuff it's like this is what i'm doing now and you're like okay and then it's kind of like a few weeks of it and then you're like are you still <laughs> you get me hooked yeah. people get me hooked and i'm yeah. like okay i'm checking this out and then it stops you know and, I, and, uh, and to a certain degree i i'm guilty of that too like because I, I haven't been putting out as much as i'd want to um and and I, I have to admit like football season for me as far as sports goes is my season that i feel most comfortable with i feel the most knowledgeable yeah. about and so going into that season i feel like i contribute more um and and when basketball comes along i know enough to like compete and talk and talk some shit about bigger topics but not to the depth that i do other sports and baseball like i know what i know about baseball but there's like a whole the baseball so i mean i'm not even this isn't a sports podcast but like (laughs) but but basically like i feel i I feel like i've i've gone backwards a little bit in some regard but i do enjoy doing twitch and I just have to get back to the grassroots of like why I did it. Cause on Instagram, I was doing Monday through Friday at noon live on Instagram and Facebook. And that was like the most fun and the most interactive I had ever been. And I, I want to do that on Twitch um, soon. Uh, I, I plan on doing mornings, like a one hour, like sports bullshitty type of thing uh, on oh, Twitch. Nice. But yeah, I mean, to to both agree with you and disagree with you on what you try to say um yeah i'm putting out content still uh even though the pandemic's over but uh not as much as i'd like to and i and i hope to get back to that because um i feel like i have these like really deep-rooted opinions about all this stuff and i just need to record it and put it out there um because i what i end up seeing is the things that i say in group chats and in text messages and in tweets that nobody sees ends up getting said by the national media like three, four to five days later. And it, it, it's becoming a pattern now and it's pretty fun to watch. So I just need to start getting it on wax and get like more proof okay. that, I'm, that I'm saying stuff like that. That you're locked in, that you're dialed in. Yeah, man. You got to like that. That This is the, the day and age to do that. It's like you have every tool in the world to put out your opinions. So if you don't, then they don't count. They just don't. Got it. You know, so. I'm, it does make sense. Yeah. I mean, it's one reason I definitely one of the reasons I started doing this was just because I felt like genuinely wanting to get to know people like in the area that, you know, are also doing comedy and just like people in general. And like the, the one thing that I guess I like during the pandemic, I was kind of isolated. So this was a way to talk to people and it felt like this is kind of the only way I was getting connected. But now it's like, uh, it feels like a way to like actually, um, to actually have a conversation because we like now that we're back and hanging out and seeing people like it's everybody's we're kind of like relearning all those like social 
behavior at least i feel like i kind of i mean i i was still going to work a lot but like being around like friends and stuff yeah. and trying to yeah. even trying to like do live comedy again you're like relearning that social stuff yeah and 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 um, everybody's learning it at a different pace and in a different way uh, <laughs> i i've um i've done a whole bunch of different shows now in different formats some of my own some you know very safe and then others that i went to where i didn't feel as safe um but you know it, it's it's an odd time I, I i'm with you like i'm just glad that we get to go out and do, do shows again and it definitely changes mm-hmm. the dynamic of your of your podcast because before i was like ah oh, this was just doing a podcast because we're all inside and everyone's doing a podcast and like to your credit nah man you're doing a podcast and and even now that we're back out now now we can really see the difference um and and credit to you man for keeping this thing going and and man the guests that you've had and and the content it's it's been really cool man i've i've been uh i've i've been lurking i've been lurking it's been really it's okay been really that's cool dude thanks yeah uh i uh i noticed early on it like it's kind of been early on like trying to get some people or some of the the guests that i like i was trying to get or looking at it kind of felt like a, a bit of a reach and now it still feels like a reach, but it feels, I feel more confident in myself, I guess, like asking certain people to do it. Dude, I, I, I've, so- if I could get like, I, nobody take advice from anybody. Okay. First of all, take everything with a grain of salt. But if I could put out some like energy out there to people that want to run shows, reach way higher than you think, because these are still comics. Like, think about who you would be five years from now if you made it and somebody, like, reached out genuine, you know, and was giving you a fair dollar amount and you were going to be cl- – like, comics will do shit for a lot less than you expect. And okay. really good comics, it might be more than you're comfortable with a lot of the time, but, like, reach. Comics want to be involved and want to be on podcasts and shows and do different things, so – um, I'm, I'm glad that you, 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 I'm glad you grabbed that because comics are more attainable than a lot of other celebrity, right? Wouldn't you think, wouldn't you agree? Uh, I think so. Um, and I think that, yeah, I think like other people have said things like that to me. Like I ask like, who would be somebody that you think would do this? And they start telling me names and in my, even in my head, I'm like, I don't know. And then they're like, no, ask him, dude. And like to your point like i think yeah you can it is a little bit more accessible and i think i think it's because like comedians like you're able to i don't know like when you're on a podcast like i can't imagine i don't know what it's like for like somebody like i've talked to some musicians on this and stuff Mm -hmm. and and like people in other walks of life and uh it it is harder to connect like mm-hmm. with them on certain things, sure. I guess, sure. but also it is like a lot, you're learning a lot more. So I don't know, I guess comedians are easy to connect with, I guess. And so they're like socially, right? like I, they're, they're open to talking. I just, I, I, from experience, I feel like working with comics, like set, you know, tears up from whatever talent level that you, you feel you're at or I'm at, or we're at, or a lot of producers are at, like you can jump a lot of tears and, and still get them to perform and do podcasts because you know, I'm I'm not gonna say the other podcasts, but like there was somebody locally who got like Mark Norman to do their podcast, and it was like, what? Mm-hmm. 
and yeah. and you're like, well, how did you get him? And he goes, he was in town, so I asked him, and he said yes. It's like that's you know you you'd be amazed at what yeah. people will do if you just ask. And um, mm-hmm. you know, I uh, I like that you're not in a closet anymore. You've got some like freaking upgrades. Well, I moved. Bro. I moved into a new apartment, so yeah, <laughs> it looks good, it, uh, bro. You look like you yeah. look official now. I like it. Thank you. I like it. yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, I like it. The bedroom I got at this new place has this nice little like vanity kind of counter thing right here. Wonderful. So I was able to set everything up in this little corner of my room. And so, yeah, it's been, I mean, I'm close to the street, so I've been having to deal with like random background, just burnouts on my recording <laughs> sometimes. And that's fun to, to edit out, but that's the only downside, I guess. I'm to, actually uh, to fairly close spot. to uh, some potential um, noise as well. It's it's not not that heavy, but um, there's been a couple of times during streaming or recording something, doing an open mic uh, through Zoom where you heard some crazy car interference in the back, and it's just like <laughs> the worst heckle. <laughs> like It's the <laughs> worst heckle, uh, worse than anything that somebody could say to you. Like, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes a heckle is a good thing. You know, sometimes they'll like yeah. give you material. Or it can lead to like, yeah. The be- mm-hmm. the best. Uh, so, how many times did you do for Scotty? I got to do it. I think two or three times. The and my last time was the the actual last one there. So I, I did it. I don't know, maybe twenty five, thirty times. But I I'd maybe only done comedy there, or I'd only been doing comedy for maybe like a year while it existed as an open mic. So I mean, yeah. maybe more than that, but. I'll, I'll never forget the best I ever de- I ever did there is I I went up and the place was really busy and sometimes it was sometimes it wasn't but it was packed uh, this particular night and I was doing my I, I was new I was doing like my five minutes I was like carving out my mm-hmm. five minutes and just trying to get nuance to it and different tags and but I'd been coming back with the same material you know to for Scotty maybe for like four or five weeks in a row and so I do this bit that I naturally look for somebody who's annoyed in the crowd and be like, Oh, and like call them out. That's like part of the bit. Right. (laughs) And so I do that. And I pointed this lady, I was like, Oh, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, no, I just heard this joke last week. And it (laughs) erupted. (laughs) And the thing is, is like, (laughs) instead of being like super embarrassed, like, or like I, I just like fell to the ground. I like got super physical comedy. Like I, I rolled around like Jorge, the the host of the of that awesome mic. He came mm-hmm. up and like poured ice on me and shit. Like <laughs> it, it was it was one of the, like the best moments. And then when it finally calmed down, I just I didn't have anywhere else to go. So I started my next joke and it was like an opening line. I was like da 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 da, and I pointed at her and I was like, "Shut the fuck up! I know you this new. I know you know this joke too. Just shut the fuck up, okay? Let me do my joke." <laughs> And, and it just blew up and I couldn't even tell my joke. And it was like the best thing ever. And it was because of a heckle, but like yeah. screeching cars never does that for me. Like I don't like, you no. know, <laughs> yeah, unless you, unless you were like, give me screeching car noise. Right. And like, then it just, and then it just came out. I'm sure like, there's like a bit for that. And maybe I need to like have that in my hip pocket, but I, I do genuinely think that zoom comedy is dying. Uh, so Maybe I don't need to come up with more bits like that, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, 
You can keep it for an out. There's probably going to be outdoor for a couple more for the at least the rest of the summer, I imagine. Hey, speaking of uh, Zoom comedies dying, watch my Zoom comedy show, uh, <laughs> dude. I I think Ruben and I I think we got uh, we have the Pick Your Poison coming up. I think just that one and the finals, and I think we're done with Zoom Pick Your Poison. Nice. Yeah, I think I think we're 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 going to be live all the time again. Hopefully, until the next pandemic. <laughs> Till COVID twenty. Oh, I got twenty already. They're gonna skip a few. I think it's gonna be like bird flu thirty six or something. It'll, it'll, it'll be. It won't be COVID because we're like we're tired of hearing COVID. You know, it's like yeah. So when they when they introduce the next virus from Wuhan, um, no, I'm gonna get canceled for that shit. Uh, no, yeah, I I do. Um, I do think that Zoom comedy is going to be slowing down. I think it was awesome. I think it can still exist in a lot of in a lot of ways, but I think uh, that's what people have been saying to me, dude. Is they're like, I think it's going to stick, but it's not going to be regular. It's going to be like kind of like a unique. It's going to take. It's going to morph into something like a, like comics from different scenes coming together to like collab. Well, what I think like that. what I think is really missing is the integration of streaming software with Zoom. Like with what I'm doing with the scroll and pictures and stuff like that. Like yeah, if yeah. you're on Twitch and you learn how to use a streaming software to any degree, then your Zoom shows like it's it's very easy to integrate that. It's literally just like a, a, something that you can download, like a fucking app or some shit. Anyway, I don't even know. I did it and I don't even know how it works. Um, but like I think there's an element of zoom that has to be zoom. Like it, it, you have to have, you have to use technology to your advantage. You can't be doing stand up normally. I don't think just doing jokes into a microphone is going to survive as much as, you know, things with pictures, things with music, things with, um, you know, almost like doing, uh, like, uh, like John Oliver, Trevor Noah shit, but through zoom, you know, with, you know, something that's like very current and, and, and on the moment, I, I think Zoom will survive. I think Twitch is going to survive, but only the best and most interesting thing is going to survive. Whereas like regular stand up or like those things are going to migrate back to. Dude, it's it's funny you say that when you say that you're making me think of like what Andrew Schultz did. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. Same thing. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. Like what he did is like exactly what you're talking about. Like just having pictures kind of taking like the, the Jon Stewart way of. Hundred percent. Honestly, I should have I should have said him because that that's what he did. It's okay, dude. I mean, it, it's all good. I I I would I was thinking Trevor Noah at first as, as well, but I, I was trying to come up with somebody, but he really took that model and made it funny. You know, um, like mm-hmm. for for many different reasons, and I I do think that Zoom and digital comedy and and things on social media have to be. You know, like TikTok's its own thing. TikTok, I don't know, I don't, yeah. I, don't, I couldn't tell you what it is, but it's, I'm sure it's got its own pattern and own things. It's, its own. Dude, I figured out the other night how to add a sound and an effect to a video on TikTok, and I felt like, felt like a wizard. Yeah, man, I, guy, like, I don't <laughs> even, I don't even have it. I won't even touch it. Um, <laughs> but it's like I know, like what works on Facebook versus what works on Instagram are very different things, and and what you want to use YouTube versus Twitch uh, are, are very different things, and you got to be on Discord mm-hmm. if you're on Twitch, so that you got to this or that. It's just like every everything needs its own different type of content. Um, but Zoom can survive, but 
the content that's like appropriate for zoom is like if you just go on there and have a good microphone and tell jokes like at a screen that's that's not going to work the same in six months people are going to expect more out of you and i do think that zoom is probably going to upgrade its software at some point if they want to stay like legitimate integrate mm -hmm. some kind of software or a new platform will come out that has that kind of integrates that stuff together and kind of takes advantage of where zoom lacks i feel like that's uh, a possibility too just because yeah i don't know if zoom, if zoom does anything like skype did i mean no, well just... let me i'll say this i, I have a, uh, a handful of friends that work for zoom and and this isn't like they haven't told me they're going to do this but knowing the money that they spend and what type of company they are and what their stock value is like they're they're doing whatever is, it's appropriate and i don't know yeah. necessarily know if they'll specifically create something as maybe they purchase a company that does things that integrate well or or just like you know have mm. some kind of affiliate affiliate program with somebody uh, that does it like a like a company powered by zoom exactly you know, like so and so powered by zoom that's that's the and just say hey this is to. the software you use if you want to do fancy stuff on zoom as opposed to just making it like a like a, a video call function like um mm -hmm. and i i've been saying that for a while like i feel like zoom has to make some changes that way but again, it's probably better just to do it as like a secondary software, much like when you buy your cell phone, you don't get a case like with it. You got to like pick your own case. I think there'll be some like different sets of yeah. software you can use, but I, I don't mind using OBS. I, I like it a lot, but again, I'm more acclimated Which to it. Which is interesting. You'd think, wouldn't you think that, I mean, yeah, I guess people want to personalize their phones. I'm always when I get a case I'm always just thinking like protection. I'm not really thinking like I'm just thinking like they should just start building phones to have that. No, 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 cuz that's like them. the oh what color do you want to make it? They only have to make three See, colored yeah. phones, but somebody wants a purple one. Somebody wants a That's that's where that's where I was like oh you can't. Yeah. I don't give a shit really. I was my phone's always the same color, but Right, exactly. Color. And that's why they make Some gray cases for people like you. <laughs> <laughs> gray charcoal. Hey. It's fucking brown. Bra okay? Oh, oh, brown. Dude, oh, wow. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I totally would have guessed. Oh, man. See, see me? I got like some weird olive green. Okay. That's what I got. Oh, so, look like, at like, you. Like, yeah. Okay. You know why? Because it was the cheapest case that there was. <laughs> Apparently, nobody likes that color green. <laughs> and I got that shit for $6.99 on Amazon. Biatch. <laughs> You're over here talking about choices, bro. <laughs> Yep, you know what my choice is? The cheapest motherfucking one. My choice. I got to save all my money to put into fucking Dogecoin, funny. okay? That's what I need to do. Oh, okay. No, I'm not doing it that. Did, I... I'm not doing that. <sighs> Don't take it. Please, uh, disclaimer, do not take stock advice from this podcast. Do not listen to anything that BMO says when it comes to purchasing stocks. Now, when it comes to that... Invest your money in Coca-Cola, goddammit. That's it. Just buy Coca-Cola for the rest of your life. That's all you need to buy. That's my savings plan. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, oh, what else? What else? Yeah, what yeah. else? What else? What do you want to talk about? What? Do you, oh. Come on. What? Dude, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I'm taking so long. Jesus. Jeez. <laughs> you got somewhere to fucking be, dude. Not, actually, no. <laughs> No, I just felt there was a lot. What's next, dude? Let's go, fucking! I don't got time. I just, Let's go. Just, I, it just felt. It just just felt like one of my sets. You know, there was like a lull, okay. and so I'm like, yeah. ah, freak we're out. Just, 
We're just talking. Fill it's okay time. to have lulls. It got quiet for five seconds. I can, Fill the time. I can cut it out. I can cut it out and post. Dude. It's no, okay. leave it. You're leave no all from the beginning. Leave this that. is raw. <laughs> leave all that leave stuff. The leave it. Leave the awkward energy. <laughs> no, dude. Uh, you're also doing another show, aren't you? Um, you're putting another show on comedy show soon yeah right? so sp2 in san jose awesome awesome establishment um right kind of in the heart of downtown by san pedro square uh, i was doing shows there monthly uh pre-pandemic and okay. actually right in the middle of it was trying to get a show back going again but um you know with with all the regulations and such, uh, didn't didn't end up getting off the ground. But now we're finally back, um, and I like it's going to be a different format, which is nice. I'm not used to doing this format. I'm very very intrigued with how this might go. Um, okay. Because before this, we were doing it on a Tuesday night for a restaurant that was open six nights a week, and we were in the back. Uh, kind of tucked away in this little quiet spot. Very cool, almost like I don't want to go as far as speakeasy type, but it was like you know you can go to the back of the restaurant. It was separated. It was very separated, it was but it also like didn't draw as big of a crowd all the time. And so you're like telling jokes to like seven people, eight people sometimes in the back of a restaurant. Sometimes it was twenty or thirty. Maybe you know I think maybe we got up to thirty at one point, but okay. small room, thirty people felt like a lot. Um, but you weren't Those getting were people best. from the restaurant to come over. The people were like, "Oh, there's a show. Mm, no, I came here to have some tacos and a, you know, and a drink and get mm-hmm. the hell out of here." So now, this next time, we're gonna be like the entertainment for the restaurant. So we're gonna be like placed oh, okay. kind of in a very central location for people that are gonna be coming in to eat. Uh, they're gonna be told that that's what's happening. You know, like, "Hey, you're making a reservation. There's a comedy show going on." Blah 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 blah. But I, I I just I'm curious how that's going to go. Now I booked comedians um with that in mind um mm-hmm. with Terry Dorsey and Chad Opitz um both I've seen be very versatile uh and in a room that like needs a lot of presence uh, and a lot of inter like interaction yeah. between guests. Uh-huh. So I got a lot of confidence in those two. Dude, um Chad's awesome. I'm, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited <laughs> to see how it goes uh and 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 I've been doing I've been doing pretty I I'm I'm happy to be hosting because I've been working a little bit and doing some shows so I'm excited okay. to um you know kind of Dude hosting's hosting's fun man like I I did it last last a uh, few weeks ago at the show down here and I was like man I should start doing this more often like it's like I don't know I like it I like uh I like the like being that energy you know being kind of that like Okay it is but you know, do you know how often a chef comes home and cooks a great meal? Yeah, I get you. Yeah. Like, if you do it a lot, it becomes a job. And so I genuinely mm-hmm. think one or two of those is enough. And, like, let it be that exciting. And let it be that cool thing you don't get to do as much because then you'll embrace it and cherish it, cherish it more. Because the more you mm-hmm. do it, the more it becomes, like, this job that you have to do. And... Gotcha. And and I've, 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 when you know this, I'm sure because you produce shows. The minute you produce one show, everyone wants you to produce a show at their place. 
right? Like every bar or wine bar or place around your area is like, hey, I see you're doing the mm-hmm. XL Public House show. I want you to bring that over to my place. Come do my venue and blah, blah, blah. But do it on a Monday when there's nobody fucking there at like 4.30 to 7.30 and I expect you to pack the place, right? Like Mm -hmm. there's only so much of like producing and promoting and being like everything for the show that you can be. And so I, I like having pick your poison and then maybe one or two other shows and then just being able to go to everyone else's show and and focus on it and and it's nice like i just did a show in oakland at copper spoon and not hosting felt great i did one set and yeah. then i could just unplug and hang out it was amazing <laughs> like uh, <laughs> nice Hell yeah. but I, I know what you mean i'm not trying to tell you like oh you're wrong don't host but uh, no no I, I i do see what you're saying because i could i could imagine it becoming kind of you know that routine like thing of like oh man like I got to do this again. Like you can kind of see it in some of the, well, you could see it, I guess, in some of the hosts that were uh, hosting open mics, like routinely, you could kind of see it on their face a little bit. Like, uh-huh. like I don't want to do this right now. Like, it's like, this is my job and I have to be yeah. here. And th- which is, I mean, it, it's what it becomes when you're doing it like every week after, for like a year. But to the it, comedians it kind of that becomes... do it, like a lot of them fucking, it makes me respect them even more because it's like so hard to do that every week yeah every week and you can't miss and maybe you miss like three or four weeks but you just don't think about how much think how often you go to those open mics that the host isn't there yeah Yeah, never always never person or there's like one or two comics that are always there too so you kind of count on them being there too you know but yeah the host is never gone or they're gone and there's like that other person that's always there right 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 like somebody that is always there is doing the thing i get yeah i get yeah like for scotty like jorge jorge missed like in the year that i was there he might have missed like four or five of them and it was elwood you know like there was just Mm -hmm. dude like home he just was the host when he wasn't there and uh (laughs) yeah i know what you mean too I mean, that that's uh, yeah. <laughs> dead on. It's funny, man. It's kind of like you know. It's like it is like your work. Like when you're at work and you got to miss. Like there's that one guy that can kind of hop in and do your stuff for you, or like help, or like everybody comes together to kind of like get your work done. While if you're somebody gone you can't out. cover your shift, oh boy, you're in the wrong business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, Ruben and I have contingencies for pick your poison all the time, whether it be for competitors uh or hosts like uh adriana mccain and and austin blaylock have been participants or or viewers of the show in almost every format every season since the beginning and so they're just like slotted mm-hmm. in as people that if he or i can't go they just slide right in because they know the format they know the vibe they know the pace they know the you know the structure of the yeah. show they could explain it to someone because what's funny about the zoom ones <laughs> is three or four of the comics on zoom when they come to pick your poison when they join the meeting don't know what like even though we told them what the format is they don't know it (laughs) we're like so you're comfortable with the format and they're like uh what do you mean format i'm like the first half is improv we feed you prompts they're like what you didn't tell me that and then they like look at their phone and like look through their dms and then they find the message that says what we like that's always the best when someone's like you didn't tell me that and you just stare at them you're like 
I'll wait. We a hundred percent know we do because that's like part of the asking process. Is like, <laughs> yeah, it's like the part of the show. Like it's like, <laughs> bro, we, like because we've had a comedian tell us like, uh, on stage, not not to, not tell us, but on stage when he got to do his prepare or no during the prompt part uh, part was like, this show is like if you had Thor on stage but you took away his hammer and gave him a dildo, like. He like was like super like this is this cripples comics like you can't be funny with this shit and it was like to me that was the funniest thing ever that was said and yeah. it's it's like not not everyone can do the show and even if like you can and it's something you're good at you can just get unlucky with the prompts but it is funny to watch how many people come in and like like no, you didn't tell me that and then they like look at, and like I said we know we did. Because like we wouldn't we wouldn't have you come on if we didn't tell you the format. Because people have yeah. been like, "Hey, I really want to do your show," and they've been comedians that were like, "What like up there?" You know, I is all yeah. I'll say. And we were like, "Are are you sure?" Like we're super down to have you, and this is the format. And they're like, "Oh, no, no, never mind." I thought it was just like a regular show, and it didn't hurt our feelings. It didn't hurt our feelings because yeah, yeah. they just didn't know. That makes sense. And, but they, they think it's a regular show at first, yeah. But when we tell them and like, yeah, sure, I'd love to. Sounds fun. And then they show up to the Zoom and they don't know what's going on. Dude, that's awesome. Like if <laughs> if Ruben and I weren't there, at least I know that Austin and Adriana can definitely like handle that. They could be like, this is the format. This is how it works. I know yep. that they messaged you because they always message everyone. Um, so it is nice mm-hmm. to have some stand-ins no, no matter what the – the show is and if you if you're the only one that can handle it then you're setting yourself up for like an inconsistency in your show and that's you can't you use i'm sure you mm-hmm. know you can't have or that. just like too much stress yeah. yeah 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 it is nice to have uh like there's like a handful of i mean the guys i do the cavalry podcast with and then like the um there's a couple, a couple other guys down here kind of like in this Monterey, Salinas comedy, like they always come out and like help me tear down and like put stuff up yeah. and like, um, like they'll host too. So yeah, I mean, I totally get what you're saying with that stuff. Like it's it's definitely nice to have those people that can kind of help you and make it so you're not the only one that's like trying to make this thing happen because it does feel <laughs> like a lot when you're like I'm the only person that really wants this thing to like you feel like it anyway. You're like. Yeah. God, like, does nobody else like? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and even sometimes yeah. when you have that help, it feels like that sometimes. So it's like, totally. It's uh, it's it's hard enough to run a show, um, when it's all on your shoulders. And even when you have help, sometimes I think that's what's nice about um, Ruben and I's relationship is both of us are so incredibly inconsistent as human beings uh, that. We like one of us seems to be on the ball taking care of everything at any given time, and the other person seems to be going through some kind of fucking emotional distress or whatever the <laughs> fuck happens in life. And or to like flip, yeah. And and, and you know, we each kick each other in the ass every now and then, or or you know, um, we do it in the best way we can. We definitely kind of have like a big brother, little brother relationship in a lot of ways, so you know, nice. I. I talk to Ruben a certain way because he's a little bit younger and hasn't gone through much. And then because I'm older and a little bit more crotchety and, and get off my lawn, Ruben has to come to me for certain things and be like, yo, you're being a fuck. Come on now. Like you, you chill, bro. Yeah. He'd be like, he'd be like, how are you going to be so rigid and old, but you have Twitch? Like you can't, 
Like how? <laughs> like that is so funny. Like, bro, you're because that's true. You're like bro. he's like, like you're so like uh, just like adamant about these such old school like grassroots bullshit. But then you're like begging for fifty followers on Twitch, <laughs> like posting to your Instagram. <laughs> That's so funny because Twitch is one of those things. Zoom's not real comedy, man. But, hey, I really need followers on Twitch because I want to talk about sports. Will you please pay me $6 a month to hear my opinions about the Olympic Falcons, please? Like, it's quite the enigma. One hundred dot BTV on Twitch, by the way. <laughs> Dude, that was so funny. Oh, that's true as shit. Twitch is one of those things you can't be an old fuck and know how to use. This it is at crazy. All. Part is the crazy part is uh, out of my like because I'm almost to fifty, so I can get subscribers. I think I have like forty three <laughs> followers, but like twenty two of them are above the age of thirty five, which is only like these people. Because I did it on Inst, like they were on Facebook. Because he fucking, <laughs> I dragged them there. I dragged them there, like because it was. I was gonna say these are the guys that you play cards with at the fucking senior yeah, center. Bro. <laughs> like, so I dragged them there from because they were. I was on Facebook and Instagram, and uh, some were like, "Okay, I got Instagram or Facebook, and I'll watch you on that." And they're like, "Wait, Twitch? Like you're gonna make me get a whole new account?" <laughs> What's this? And they do watch like once a week, but that's just like the funniest part ever. Is that like? Uh. Like I got to get an app. What the fuck? They're like I, a username. <laughs> like they're like putting. In, I can tell who they are because it's their email. Like it, it'll be like, you know, like Todd Browning, nineteen seventy six at AOL is their freaking login for Twitch. I'm like, dude, you can't. Uh. <laughs> yeah, my demographic of viewer is is the oldest on by far. It, that my age demographic is older than anyone on Twitch. I have at least three people over the age of 50 that watch my channel every single time. That's, that's, I think that's a record. Actually. I think I have the record for most 50 year olds watching my channel on uh, Twitch. Next topic. Uh, you, you're making me think of last, last week. I, I tried to make a reference to Sam and Brian and they were like, what? I was talking about the movie adventures and babysitting. Mm hmm. Sorry, See? you're alone again. Alone again. Thought I could get you because we were talking about you being old, and so I was like, maybe I can. Maybe Brian. No, uh, Sam and Brian are like uh, Santa Cruz, Bimo, and Ruben. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that out. Jesus. Cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna cut it out, but I'm gonna leave us laughing about it. <laughs> So cut it out and clip it and send it to them. That's what I meant. Okay. That's what I meant. Got it. <laughs> clip it. <laughs> clip it. No, but uh, clip it, yeah, like on Twitch. Uh, Can somebody make a clip yeah. of that? <laughs> Highlight reel. Make a TikTok out of it. No, I, uh, I've been doing that though. I've been comparing um, anybody that's like a twosome of some kind. I like I called. Um, was it Jeff Dean and Pete Ballmer, the guys who do the show at Moscone Fields, the batter up comedy? I was like, those are the rich, okay. the rich man's version of Bebo and Ruben. Uh, oh, nice. uh, there's like the, let's say Brian and uh, Sam or the Santa Cruz uh, Ruben and Bebo. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I feel like Atu and Pete are the old man's uh, Ruben and Bimo. Um, <laughs> They're like the what are those? What are those two guys on the? What are their names in the Muppets? You know what I'm talking. Oh about? yeah, no, that's that's definitely Ruben and that's, I. Were you know so? Okay, humble brag. Let me bring this up. So we were in a magazine, uh, and during <laughs> oh yeah yeah during, we were in Content Magazine. Don't it's no big deal. Um, I've just been in a magazine nobody else has. I'm just probably the greatest comic in South Bay history. Uh, no, uh, we so we're doing the the photo shoot uh, at the San Jose Giants Stadium because let's be honest, like the only reason we're in we got in the magazines because we got shows at the San Jose Giants Stadium, which was absolutely had nothing to do with our talent or ability or us as producers, and had everything to do with just being lucky and knowing people that work there. Um, but we got in Content Magazine and. While they're taking pictures at the stadium, the entirety of this like hour and a half photo shoot, the only topic being discussed by Ruben and I is if is whether or not Vin Diesel's pop song slaps or not. Did you know that Vin Diesel has a, a pop song? Oh, yep. Heard it. You heard it. Yep. So Ruben contests. That Does Ruben think that it slaps? He said that it slaps. I have of this course. on video. I have I have I have evidence. That's that's pretty Reuben of him. And I I contested him. I said it does not slap. I don't. And and so we were arguing if it slaps See, or not I'm, for an hour and a half between. during a photo shoot. Like they were supposed to get quotes from us and like record us talking <laughs> and like get stuff for the article, <laughs> and they could not get us to focus because we were legitimately arguing over this for the entire photo shoot slash perfect, secondary perfect part of the, it was ridiculous <laughs> and by the time it was over like i looked at i was like holy shit we spent the whole time arguing over finn diesel slaps and he's like he does like we still argued about it it was the worst that was a great ruben impression by the way um i think that uh the best way they could have shot that content was to have you guys arguing the whole time and at the end you guys are in some one of your cars and then it's just blaring like the See, I just, track and you're both just that would have been good content I, I wish they didn't take any pictures of us being mad at each other like all the there wasn't that many photos that we got and there was none of us being upset and that kind of made me upset although there's some of us like not looking at each other and like looking in the opposite direction which is funny because mm. you'd think they were like can you guys look away for symmetry? And it's like, no, we were just like genuinely pissed off and could not look each other in the face. <laughs> Minutes before, you're like, he's like, I'm telling you, dude. Like, we were... Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence. Like, I told him. I was like, I, I told him. It. I was like, look, all songs rate on the slap meter one to ten, okay? So... Maybe it slaps like a two. So sure, it slaps a little, but that's not like. Okay, I see what you're saying. Like, okay. You're trying to quantify it. If you want to, yeah, but you can't, like, that's like saying a restaurant. You're over here, like, you're over here, like, you need a letter grade, and he's like, no, it's pass fail, dude. Come on. If it's it's a pass fail, fail, that is a fail. (laughs) If it's a pass fail, that is a fail. You're like, no. You're like, I got to know how, I got to know. Like, how good is it? (laughs) Like, is it, does it groove? You know, okay, I'll give you, does it, does it, does it, I don't know, is there some other adjective besides slap? Like, slap is not the word. Like, that. I was trying to tell him, like, it might be the greatest song ever written, but it doesn't slap. Like, that is not the adjective you mm. use, and he just, I can't talk about this anymore. I'm getting frustrated already. I almost want to call Ruben <laughs> and yell at him right now. So you should call him and ask him. No! <laughs> I'm going to start a fight. 
I don't oh, got time man. to fucking get in be... an argument. He would probably just if he. <laughs> amazing if, if he was just like if he just got that much mad like i'd, be, well, I'd like, laugh if too. i'd laugh you know the funniest thing ever is if i called him right now and he didn't answer and instead of a voicemail it was the song playing oh bro that would be gold that would be gold <laughs> his fucking voicemail is just that song that would be so funny you know that was the one idea that i came up with that never came to fruition because you know like when you're when we're kids like the internet and cell phones and everything were starting to develop. Like, so a lot of the cool shit that they added to phones and cars and everything like really happened when we were kids. And so one of like everything that I yeah. think came to mind eventually came to fruition, right? Like flat TVs, you know, cell phones with like cameras and TV in them and shit like that. All that stuff came to fruition. But one thing that I remember thinking would be so cool is if you could have like individual voicemail setups for indiv- like for people. So if like you called me, you would get a different oh. message. Or if Ruben like called a message me, customized to that customized person. Customized to the like, person. Yo, what up, called, my dude? Oh, I'm sorry, how did that? that I missed your call, my guy. Thing ever because he would have put me on that Vin Diesel song, and oh my god, <laughs> every time. Like I want that. I still. Or like if it's you can program somebody's ring dial specific to a number. Every time you call him, even it just starts playing. Like, oh, that'd know, be great. Call. The ring back tone. <laughs> oh my yeah, gosh, the ring back see tone. these. This is the technology we need to survive. For survive. Dude, this is know? good. I, yeah. I I'm so bummed that that hasn't come about because I can just imagine, like you should be able to buy, like buy ringback tones and and have them for certain people and then be able to customize your voice. That's what I'm saying. The voicemail thing is what never never came across. That's what I would have loved because like my mom you calls can put your... when my mom calls yeah. or like be like, hey mom, I love you. You're the best. Or like when it's just a generic one, it could be all professional. But then when my friends call, it could be something really like dirty and gross and funny. Like yeah. Uh, but then you know. That would be, yeah, that would be funny, too, if, like, somebody else was using, like, a stranger was using, like, <laughs> somebody's phone to call you. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> it's like, what's up, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, hey, Brian's best friend. Can I use your phone to call Brian real quick? Yeah, sure. The voicemail. Hey, what's up? Uh, here's a rant similar to Tony Hinchcliffe. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I can't not oh, talk man. about it. I can't not talk about it. My I, yeah, I was gonna. I so was gonna I'm I'm in a weird space too. with this, okay? Because look, I I feel like you should be able to joke about anything, okay? So I'm pretty supportive when people cross lines. I really am. Now, again, I will say, like I think the Richard Pryor quote is like, "You should be able to joke about anything, but it better be funny," and I'm with mm-hmm. that, but something can't be funny right away all the time. Now, what he did was tasteless, and I didn't like it. It was stupid. Yeah. But I've done, like, you know, an Asian accent on stage. I've done some things that, like, outside of the pocket there were where I was testing the waters and trying to figure it out. Same. Yeah, same. But, like, I don't know. People are saying this is the same as, like, Kramer when he went crazy on stage. And I'm like, um difference is we won't repeat Kramer's set you'll repeat what tony hitchcliffe said Uh, you know what i mean like there is a a distinct difference Hmm. like you will repeat the words that he said to tell somebody the story of what happened right uh yeah yeah and also i think 
I want to add to this. Yeah, please. Um, like, look, I think because... I think he was I think he was a shithead for it, and I he should get Same. he should get all the smoke. I but I also don't think his career yes. should be canceled forever. He should get all the smoke because I just don't think you say that on stage. I think what he was because the video is so short, and it's like like what I saw. Yeah. It's just what he said, yeah. and it looks like to me he's following somebody. And he didn't like their set, and he thinks the audience is kind of dumb for laughing at the person. Or, is or what just I think decided, he, is, it's what I think he sure. thinks in his head, I, right? Okay, to, to, for, just to say, like, in the same frame of mind, I felt like he wanted to just play the heel because the crowd did like him or was kind of vibing. And so he was like, I usually play the heel. I like to be the asshole. So let me, let me, let me do that. Let me, let me play that role. Mm hmm. But either way, same, I, I agree. same. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the context of what was going. He, what he was yeah, doing, going yeah. into it. Do, still, by the way, still don't agree with it. Just yeah. trying to, just trying to, like, from my own mind, I was trying to understand how, like, how he got to that. Sure. You know, like, what's the journey to that? And I think that's what it is. And he's following a guy trying to play heel or trying to whatever. Sure. No, I, he could have done it in a way better way, sure. uh, obviously. And I think that it showed like his just like. Well, okay. So, is uh, is Angela Johnson just, a racist? Should she be canceled? Angela Johnson. She's the one who does the famous uh, Vietnamese nail salon act. Ah, uh, okay. Like, should she be canceled? She's not. She's not Asian, but she does a whole thing. Here's, like, no, no. I, 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 it's I think rhetorical. it's just the it's, word that he said. Yeah, it, it's rhetorical. All I'm saying is like, mm-hmm. she. I'm not saying she gets away with that, but that works because it's funny, it's relatable, it's not punching down. It's like, yeah, it's 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 kind of like being snarky about something. Like, oh, they're talking shit behind my back, but that's not like making a culture feel less than or like. It's like shedding light on a situation that occurs. Like, right, and reality. and so like, but the 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 same thing. Like, my my fiance is Vietnamese, and so I like I had. Uh, a joke that like used the accent but it was still kind of like it it was lighthearted but it still was kind of like making fun of and to a certain degree and you know mm-hmm. a comic kind of it took a while but a comic like mentioned something to me about it and i was like you know there's a way to make this funny without making it negative or picking on or making fun of and and I haven't found a way to tell that yet. And right now I'm not. I'm just not even interested in telling a joke in that universe. Like yeah. I don't need it. I can I can move on from it. But yeah. but it was a part of my real life. Like it wasn't like a story I made up. It was something that I lived. And so I felt comfortable telling it. But in the same regard, like like he went too far. That's that's the he yeah, went too far. Kind of where I. But as a like comic, I, see what like, he was trying to I just do, understand like, like going too far. I, I really do. And I think as far as going too far goes, he's on the bottom end of the spectrum. That That's, you know, people have done so much worse and they should get kind of booted and, and lose opportunities. And he's going to lose opportunities for this. He's going to he's going to pay the price for this just fine. But I don't think he should be kicked out of comedy for that. I think he made a bad choice on the wrong night. And uh Apparently he was never funny in the first place. If you look at Facebook uh, and Instagram, just look at every comic ever saying he's never been funny in the first place. Yeah, I mean, it's. I feel like there's, like a line that. I don't know how to even. 
don't even know how to talk about it, you know, because you're like, you don't, I don't, at the same time, you're like, you don't want to get like put in a box or anything because you're just trying to like explain, explain your thoughts on something. Like, it's like, we all watch the video. Like, I definitely think he should be punished 100%. Like, I don't think you do that and get away with it at all. But like you're saying, it's like, do you just remove somebody from their thing forever? Like, they're never allowed. Well, I, it's I like, say this, like, Louis C.K. is doing stand-up again. Yeah. He's not, yeah, he's not doing stadiums. He's not doing stadiums, you know? And he it's, it's not what yeah. it used to be, but he's doing stand-up again. Like, what he did was wrong. And I he thought the way he had... What's that? Same, and I thought the way he addressed it in his special was in, was interesting too. I don't right. know if you watched that at all. No, I that and like a lot of comedians have come back and, and addressed it and done it in different ways. And he is gonna, like you said, this is gonna hurt. You know, it's gonna pay. He's gonna lose a lot of credibility, respect, and opportunities, and he's gonna have to grind his way back. And maybe it caps mm-hmm. what he could have been in the first place. But I just also don't think that he's like a demon. <laughs> I don't think he like hates. I don't think he's like a, has hate in his heart and he's just like a closet. I don't know. I just don't get the vibe that he's like a closet racist, horrible human being. I think he's ignorant in a lot of ways and made a bad choice and he's going to pay for it dearly. And like I said, he, you don't get to be a comedian at that level and make that kind of an ignorant mistake without, you know, without getting hammered for it. Yeah. Like I say, dude, but is he the devil? Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> I see what you're saying, man. I I, I could talk out of both sides of my mouth on that subject all night, but (laughs) (laughs) it's good. It's bad. It's not that bad. It's okay. It's terrible. (laughs) 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 No, yeah, it, it, uh, yeah, it's, I don't think, I don't think uh, anyone knows, you know, like, unless you actually know him himself, right. like, really well, right. then you know, like, if it, if it, he, that is him or if it was a bad mistake. But when you're on the outside as, like, a bystander, yeah. you can only see this one thing. So I, it's uneasy for me to understand why people go so, like, ham. Like, oh, and, and the people guy. that say, say, fuck him, I'm never going to support him ever again, and he's just out, I support that. Like, that's that's yeah. the price you pay when you when you make decisions to – tell jokes or be a comedian in that vein and i've I, like i say i i've played the role of like not heel but almost wanting to push the boundaries and almost make people mad at me on stage while telling jokes and mm-hmm. and i didn't enjoy it as much as i thought i would have and it's fun with your friends and your comic friends and like people that are close with you that have to love you no matter what to, to go that far but when you're performing mm-hmm. in front of people like it's a whole different ball game and you know, I, it is such a different, yeah, dude, you're right. Like you're so right on that. Cause it is like you learn, I think you learn very quickly where, where the limit is within like what an audience is accepting. Um, like, and yeah, it's, it's like a lot of times like way less than, or like way, way less of what you think it would be, you know, like what you think you could say, it's, it's like way less than that. And you, and it kind of changes your perspective on like a lot of things and yourself even. Um, and to your point, it's like, yeah, I've, I've kind of done that same thing where you like, you kind of feel like I'm being edgy. I'm being like, I'm, I'm like, I'm out here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, unless it's, unless it's really fucking funny, like, well, and, and it's not really worth one of, one of, I've got, I'd say three jokes that are really edgy. And 
one of them I feel comfortable telling in almost every environment, right? Like there's just one of them where I'm like, this is really edgy, but no matter what, I don't feel like I'm, I'm grabbing at the heartstrings of any individual group or something to where like I can tell this one. And then there's another one that's like political to where it's very risky to tell it. But when it hits, mm-hmm. it's a hammer. And then there's another one where I n- almost never tell it because it's just I feel like only 10% of the people think it's hilarious. And the other 90 want to just hit me over the head with a hammer. But I have told it in a couple of select spots because it just the it was just there for the taking Dude. right but like <laughs> those are the ones that you like call someone you got like a, you probably have a person that you can just call on the phone and be like hey i got this like i have a couple people like that where it's like i got this joke that i just can't well so funny enough <laughs> ruben if you have i don't know if you're gonna have ruben back sooner than later but ruben escobedo my pick your poison partner for those just listening to this pod for the first time that don't know but ruben has written some horrible jokes and he gives them to me because he won't tell them <laughs> not kidding that's awesome not kidding like does he tell him to you at least he calls me and goes okay at least they get he out. goes <laughs> I, no no i've told him i use them like there, there's i'm not gonna say which ones uh because he you know he's like i don't care and i've given him some tags like we trade to a certain degree but yeah like two jokes in my bits of those bad or his like he he was like i can't He's like, I'm sorry, this is jokes about abortion, and I just can't put it in my act. But BMO, perfect for you. Um, <laughs> if I ever get booked for uh, for your show, I'll save that one special for you. You are, dude. You're next month, dog. What's the date? Fucking, did I did I get a date uh, yet? Yeah, I I DM'd you and told you the details, bro. No, you didn't. We were t- no, you didn't. Now I'm like those. <laughs> yeah, I did. Hold You're up. fucking. Now I'm like, dude, this is hold amazing. Hold on. This is amazing. Now, now I'm like those. Hold up, hold up. Now I'm like those. <laughs> Live on the podcast, you yeah, guys are a fucking hypocrite. This is great. This is great. Hold up, hold up. Uh, this is the best. I'm gonna laugh my ass off how true this is. Ah oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> fuck June 26th. Uh, <laughs> So I got you said, and I quote, he says, lock it in. <laughs> and I quote, <laughs> bro. <laughs> oh, amazing. Wait, where is it? How amazing, do I do it? Amazing, bro. Wait, it, says, it says lock it in, though, for if you can't see. Uh, wait, where's my finger at? See, right? oh, see that? My wait, God. Oh, I almost had it. Lock it in. 26 for the video, folks. There it is. You can see it. That's amazing. <laughs> I even tried to get him to do the one this month. I can't. Like, I'm gonna nah, be, I can't, dog. Sorry, we scheduled. I'm gonna be in Vegas. Bro. I'm gonna be in Vegas. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I'm begging. Dog. I'm uh. like begging to do shows in Vegas. It's the funnest thing ever because I don't like to ask all that, and I have been better about asking now because I just want to do shows, and you know. But uh, yeah. But uh, no, I um, I. I've never been more aggressive towards getting a show than I have been in Vegas because I'm going to be out there for a bachelor trip and some friends of mine that are going to be out there, none of them have seen me perform yet. So I'm like, oh, if nice. I can get the, um, like if I can get a spot at this place uh, in Vegas. That's good vibes too. Bachelor vibes and you're doing stand up with the boys. Well, and I'm going to, be... I'm like, look, I'm going to bring eight guys, you know, that are going to drink. Yeah. Like I, I've, 
I don't I, I I don't know if like that's a problem for them these days, but I you know how hard <laughs> just don't just be like hey just tell your guys like hey don't don't echo all the other comics and we'll be fine. <laughs> Because it is a guy bachelor party. <laughs> oh, funny. What we need to do, what we need to do, is while we're there, like find a bachelorette party to go with. Intermingle. They're gonna be like, there you dudes, go. you guys can't come. Like, you're not allowed in. <laughs> no, I think this is like in Old Town Vegas. This place is uh, called Noreen's. I think it's it's more like nice. It's not nightclubby in in or any sense. I think it's a little bit more kind of old school. So, um, I friend of a friend uh is, is a part of it so I'm, I'm crossing my fingers i can do that and then say i've done comedy in vegas that's I, even though there you go like that's uh it doesn't mean anything i just i'd love to be able to say that means something to you man it, if it doesn't mean anything if you don't think it means anything to anyone else it means something it to definitely you, means man. something to me it definitely means something to me because I've, I've been able yeah. to do um comedy in a different state i did it in idaho uh, that was fun nice. uh and then you know, I've I've bounced around the Bay. A little Idaho bit. did L A. did comedy in L A. That was fun. Um, what were you doing in Idaho, bro? What's that? What were you doing in Idaho, oh, dude? You, you need a whole other podcast for that. Um, <laughs> no, um, my I have family that lives there. They own a restaurant out oh, there, okay. and um, gotcha. they asked me to come out and help them out for a few months. Um, I came out nice. to visit and spend some time, um, but then. Um, there was a, a good opportunity for me, like uh, as far as timing goes, to go out there for a few months. So I spent four months out there with them, and and my goddaughters live out there and stuff like that. So, but uh, that's not actually when I did stand up. I went back out to visit them uh, in January of 2020 and was able to get in five 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 different shows uh, in Idaho. Wow. They have in Boise has like a pretty good scene, and still to this day, my favorite show ever um, was at a place called Ramapong. Uh, in downtown Boise, and it's a ramen ping pong bar, and it's like a, a la the Gong Show. If the audience doesn't like you, they throw ping pong balls at you to get you to go off the stage. And uh, damn, and but they have like sound effects for you. Like it, when when one of my jokes bombed, they like played cow noises. It was like, <laughs> and and I told like a really like edgy joke, and they played like a scream sound effect from a horror movie that was like hilarious. Um. Yeah, it was okay. it was still to this day one, cool. like my favorite show to do, and it's like in a basement, um, in this really like weird. Oh, it, it, it's not what you expect in any regard, um, but yeah, Idaho had quite the comedy scene to be honest. Like it, I was very impressed. Like I say, I was there for five days, and I didn't do a show every day. I did multiple shows on a couple of days, but I ended up getting like a lot of stage time while I was out there, which was a, a surprise. That's cool, man. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm going to to Washington in August, so I'm I I'm trying to reach out and see if I can't get like at least one thing set up, yeah, or, or something. While get I'm it there. going. So I I mean, when I went to Tahoe, I got a uh, I was able to get a spot. I mean, op- I say get a spot. A lot of these are open mics. Let me let me, let me re- make sure that I'm not like I'm not like walking into cities and getting like guest spots on showcases with fucking <laughs> national headliners or some shit. These are like <laughs> hold up, <laughs> getting stage time is uh. <laughs> It's it's like if you showed up on a Monday in California. And you- Yo, there's there's something that like people will never have to do for you, and that is like check you because I think you've checked yourself probably. Oh yeah, six or seven times during this, which is <laughs> like nobody's ever gonna be like, 
okay, come on, Beam. Oh, like, dude, I'm really the worst. Like, I, I, <laughs> if anything, if anything, people will say that's my like something I need to do less of. But it, I also just, I haven't. You're not trying to step on anybody's toes. No, it's just like I haven't. I genuinely haven't done anything innovative. I've just like, I did something by accident in in jumping into comedy and and worked with some great people early on and that afforded me some other opportunities and I took advantage of some of them didn't the other ones like I'm 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 not all that successful I mean I, I get to do some shows around San Jose I'm not fucking on a Netflix special or anything um yeah but uh, most of it's been by accident or just kind of grabbing on to other people that are really funny um and and it <laughs> it makes it worse when you get certain accol- accolades cuz then people view you different it's like this is a stupid. This is a very stupid uh, story to tell. But I I knew this guy who who had a, a small restaurant, and people that he had servers that worked there, once a month give the restaurant a one star review. Because he didn't want to be four stars, and I was like, why not? And he's like, I don't. I didn't ask this personally. I'm asking through people. But he, you know, his reasoning was he didn't want the expectation of a four-star restaurant because when people saw four out of five stars they they wanted x amount their expectation was higher so everything is always not so, yeah so it's not enough and so like he's like i want to be three and a half stars so that when people come in they're impressed like with what they get for only a three and a half star restaurant and so that was his whole vibe and i don't know interesting i kind of i kind of feel the same way like i don't know just set expectations low i i just I'm not all that. You're about to undersell. Yeah, I'm, I just, just like I say, I, I've just been, I've just taken advantage of some really cool situations. That's all. <laughs> and I, I hope other people, um, I hope other people follow suit. And I, I definitely like open my playbook to anybody. If anybody wants to know like how stuff works or what I do, I, I hope they, they would ask. And, and, um, like I say, there's, there's no secret to most of it. It's a very simple process. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I, th- I feel the same. Like people, some people hit me up about like, what do you use to like p- post your podcast episodes and stuff like that? And I totally will always like be like, oh, right, this, right, right. this, this, there you go. Use this actually. Like, do you want help? Do you want to know how? Like that's, right. that's me, you know, right. like I'm like, dude, I got you. I, I, but then if you let me help you too much, then I start, I just can't help myself. Then I'll be like, no, nah, you should do it like this. And then you're like, ah, and I'm like, okay, I need to stop. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, I've been, I've been, I've been, cause Every Zoom show I do, I have to say, like, the using um, the OBS software for Zoom, almost every comic is, like, being like, whoa, what are you using? Like, that, it stands out. Um, and so everyone's asked, and I've, I've tried to do my best to be like, here's, this is the software you should use. These are some YouTube clips. Um, and really, like, if you just learn how to use Twitch or any kind of stream software, it's really easy just to transition to zoom. Like it, it's learning that software and then it's just learning how to link it up. Once you link it up, it, it really is like, um, I, I, like I say it, it is the easiest thing. You just have to, it sounds so cliche, but you, you just have to Google it <laughs> and it, it's the easiest thing in the yeah. world to set up, but it makes a big difference. <laughs> some people, man, some people take that as an insult. Can you believe that? What? When you go, Hey man, you just got to Google it. Some people get insulted when you say that to them. Yeah, I guess not Isn't enough people ask me. Not enough, not enough people ask me for advice for me to know if that's a problem. No, I just mean in general, though. Like in general, though, man. Like some people ask me, like, "Oh man, I want to." I'm like, "Yeah, here, here's where, you, here's where you can look it up." And I, like, I'll have people get insulted by that, or like, "Boo!" Uh, and that's to me, that's interesting. It's like, I mean, 
Look it up. Like, yeah. What are, you, what are you getting mad about? You got to do something? Are you kidding me? Yeah. I. I <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> if, I, if you don't like literally hand it to them, I guess not. But that, yeah. that's. Yeah, you got to hold this shit up to people's nose, you know, for them to realize. That's why I don't like I don't I also don't mind when people don't like jump all over it and get OBS and and start doing programming and stuff to get on Zoom because it just makes me like I'm more than willing if anybody wants to do it to show them. But more people that don't good just makes me like it. (laughs) It just helps like me stand out. Um, True. But again, I I don't think it's going to be long before people figure that part out because it's just too useful. It's so simple. I I. Oh, we'll we'll have to we'll have to talk about it off pod too because I'd I'd love to see you with something like this with your with your podcast going too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would be. I'm sure that would up the quality of my clips and stuff for sure. I was th- kind of thinking about that actually. Uh, cool. for, yeah, for sure. Um, speaking of, yeah. uh, I want to give you a chance right now before we kind of wrap the show here to plug anything. You know, we've been, we've been talking about it all, but if you guys want to go see uh, BMO shows and check stuff out. Um, where can they do that? Uh, well, when, uh, first, first, you know, if you're if you're in the virtual uh, world, it's probably uh, easier to go through like pick your poison, and that's going to be on Zoom. Uh, oh, if you're on the video side oh. of things, you can see that uh, round five of five. Um, so our finals are actually coming up uh, fairly soon, uh, but this particular show we've got uh, Tammy T Love, uh, Tony Zavala. Uh, Ed Larson um, uh, coming back, Ryan Sadakran and Clay Newman uh, all competing, and we uh, Ruben and I don't know how to work ties, so we have uh, we have five people already in the finals, uh, even though there's only been four rounds. I'm not good at math, um, <laughs> but that that'll be in June, and then we'll we'll be done with Zoom. That's going to be a, a lot of fun. But follow uh, follow at BMO makes you laugh uh, or uh, pick your poison comedy. Uh, on Instagram for information there. And then uh, live shows in San Jose, uh, Brick Road Crack Ups, uh, dinner and comedy show at SP2 Restaurant in downtown San Jose. Uh, all you have to do is make a reservation uh, with the restaurant anytime after 730. A uh, really good show with Terry Dorsey, Chad Opitz, Avery Harmon, and Shannon Murphy. And I'll be hosting that one. I'll be hosting that one. So um, oh, yeah. that's that's what I got going on right now. Uh, and then actually, oh, I should have a graphic for this already, but the, the 26th of June, I'll be at the XL Public's house. And I totally knew that. Uh, I totally had that <laughs> memorized and I had graphics ready. I'm totally on top of my shit. <laughs> no, it's all good. I thought that was so funny. That's uh, amazing that so I good. just said, said comics don't read their DMs. <laughs> you know, I'm going to clip it together now, right? Like, you know, oh, that's the be... best. That's the best. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, I can't wait. Like, <laughs> that is my favorite part about the whole podcast, to be honest, is that like on live covered, like no denying you got receipt, <laughs> like total. Right. I hate when comics do this <sighs> and then just do it. I'm sorry. Live. <laughs> It's great though. <laughs> It'll get some laughs. I'll have a bit on the 26th that will be very unique. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I just yeah. want to like well, go up uh, there and be like, "Hey, Booth, when am I booked? Is it this?" Yeah. <laughs> It'll make me laugh, dude. <laughs> is this the one I'm supposed to go up? Yeah, oh, I'm this, up. Is this I can't uh, Oh, shit. Oh, oh fuck. the the stage just, I couldn't tell where the stage was. I just thought this was yeah. the bar. Um this is going to be fun. Uh, <laughs> how far is this place? Is it far? <laughs> it's in San Jose, uh, right? This place? <laughs> I'm just... Oh, I was like, yeah, no. 
Uh, wow. Don't die. Uh. Anyway, yeah, thanks, man. I I, uh, I appreciate the promos, and I can't wait to work with you again, and I can't wait to have some more regular shows so you can you can do something up here. I I, I it's it's getting close. It's getting close. Yeah, man. Um, I think next Sunday I'm going to San Francisco. Okay. Um, doing something up there because I've also been trying, like you saying when you were saying earlier about asking. I've been kind of a little bit more doing that too. Just because I want to get up there, you know, because yeah. I just feel like I'm, I feel like an outsider. I feel like, I feel like I'm on Tatooine, pod racing. Everybody else is doing comedy. I'm like, I want to be over there. Uh, like, I know, I know what you mean, and and that's just, <laughs> I I do. I say I'm doing Santa Rosa uh, tomorrow, and um, nice. Yeah, just literally just trying to get out there. But it's nice, you know what I'll say about this: getting out there in those spots, you can do your your solid seven ten that you have that everyone's seen a million times in your area and it'll crush because no one's ever heard any of the jokes no it's, one's ever heard it. oh it's yeah. so great in <laughs> oakland i just it was so nice like to just lean into my jokes that is you know, oh my about. gosh it was so freeing it was like I, you know what the equivalent was like i feel like it was the feeling like when when the lady gets home and takes her bra off like how she feel how free she feels like that's what i felt like i felt like i could take my comedy bra puts off. on the oversized t-shirt yeah and, like, and just let it out just let them hang takes and dangle the makeup off. Yeah. <laughs> all right man dude what's uh what <laughs> What's next, dude? What's next? No, there's nothing next, dude. That's, That's it. it. Yeah. That's all Let, of it, man. Wait. You mean you don't want to talk more about Tony Hinchcliffe? So let's see if we can't get canceled. <laughs> Come on. Nah, I'm good, bro. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. All right. Hell yeah. All right, man. Thanks for having me on, dude. I really appreciate it. This is fun as always, and uh. I, I, I say I can't wait to come down there in, in June and, and work a live show. This is gonna be a lot. I fucking I can't wait to tell this joke. That's for sure. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please make sure to like and subscribe on any platform you're on right now and head over to Instagram or Facebook. Give the page at I'm Getting There Pod a follow to continue to stay updated on this. And we'll see you next time.